Hello and welcome to another 1905 podcast. This is a bonus special for you today uh, as we're previewing the Newcastle game uh, at the weekend. This is going to be in two parts. So our first part, myself and Ash are joined by ex-Newcastle and Chelsea player Gavin Peacock. And so here it is. Uh, Ash here. I'm joined by Tracy, LMC. Hiya. Uh, and we are pleased to say that we are joined today by Gavin Peacock. How are you, Gavin? I'm good, Ash. Very well. Good, good. good. Thanks for, uh, for coming on today. Obviously, we've got you on to talk about Chelsea, Newcastle, the upcoming mm. fixture, um, given that you played for both teams. So we thought that you'd be the perfect person for this one, obviously. Um, now, you, you played against Chelsea just once as a Newcastle player, uh, as far as I'm aware. And that was on the 28th of October, 1992. Yes. Is that right? Yes. Um, that was a League Cup game. Do you, do you remember it well? I do. I do remember it. It was a pretty grim night. Um, uh, and uh, I remember Chelsea being a very physical team. Huh. Uh, maybe Mick Harford. Uh, yeah. You know, maybe Kenny Markell. I don't know if Vinny was playing that day, but they were big and strong. And uh, yeah. of course, not too long later, I I joined and uh, joined Chelsea from Newcastle. And Glenn Hoddle wanted to change the whole sort of style of, of play. But uh, yeah, I remember that night. I don't think I played that well. <laughs> That's what I remember as well. They didn't. Well, Chil- they didn't batter Chil- you Chil- about, did they? <laughs> they always tried to batter me about. <laughs> this is a precursor to what was going to happen in training. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So you mentioned Mick Harford. He scored along with Frank Sinclair and Chelsea yeah. came out on top that day 2-1. Yeah. Um, and Rob Lee scored the goal for Newcastle. He seemed to score against us a few times. I yeah, think. I think he did. Yeah, he, was, he was a bit of a, a talisman for them against us. <laughs> so, Rob, Rob, was, Rob was hitting his stride then for us at Newcastle. Yeah, was really yeah. Was he had yeah. a really long career as well, didn't he, with Newcastle? Best pound for pound buy I think that Keegan ever made about 700,000 I told Keegan to get him because I knew Rob from Charlton my dad oh right okay yeah and I said to Keegan you got to got to get Rob Lee he's gonna he'd add another dimension to our team this was early in the season when we got promotion and Keegan didn't know much you know about Rob he'd been in Spain for seven years before coming back to to Newcastle um but he went ahead and convinced Rob to to sign. Rob was also talking to Middlesbrough, who were in the Premier League then. And uh, But Keegan knew he was a London boy and he'd want to get yeah. back to London quite a bit. So he told uh, Rob that um, Newcastle was closer to London than Middlesbrough and Rob believed him and signed. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that. <laughs> what <Brilliant>. marketing strategies. <laughs> Geography's not everyone's strong point, is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how did it feel playing at Stamford Bridge as, as an opposing player? Were, were we as uh, fearsome as the players? <laughs> you know what? I've, I always remember, and I can go back to playing in the reserves as a young player for QPR and playing at Stamford Bridge against Chelsea reserves. And Doug Rugby was playing and, and I'm only a youngster. I always re- remember it being a, a hard game against Chelsea. T- you know, obviously at the reserves, there wasn't a big crowd, but um, it was a hard team to play against. Never had much joy there, whether I was playing for the reserves or obviously in the Newcastle game. And um, 
so it was it was tough you know certain intimidation from the crowd as well uh, because the crowd are vocal and passionate um as as they are at, at newcastle and that works for your for your favor so that's that was my that was my initial kind of feeling and um the manager at chelsea at the time was what's his name now uh not hutchinson who was it he, he wanted to, this was when I played for Newcastle there. They were interested in signing me. Oh, so before uh, Glen Hoddle? Uh, Ian Porterfield, Ian Porterfield. Oh, Porterfield, yeah, yeah, before Glen That's So that, just before uh, that's, I would say about three or four months before that game, I was coming out of my contract with Newcastle. I signed a new one for the season we got promotion, during which we played Chelsea in the Cup. But yeah. when I was coming out of contract, Ian Porterfield rang me up and he wanted to sign me for Chelsea. Uh, so, I, and I was thinking about it, but moved to Chelsea, back to London, um, but I didn't. I stayed with Newcastle. We got promotion, but then a year later, things had changed, and of course, I, I yeah. ended up uh, at Chelsea. Strange. Chelsea came knocking again. Yeah, Glenn yeah. Hoddle. <laughs> cool. So, um, you you also played seventy minutes, I think, at the Bridge against Newcastle. Um, we won one nil with a Mark Stein goal, but the next game you really featured in uh, between the two sides was on the tenth of September, sorry, tenth of September, nineteen ninety four, and that was your first return to St James's Park as a Chelsea yeah. player. Yeah. Um, how, how well do you remember that game? Obviously, there were quite a few goals. We lost four two, didn't we? Yeah. We did lose four two. Yeah. yeah. Andy Cole scored a cracking left foot goal, um, but I'd scored obviously. For yes. Yeah, well, I wanted to ask you about that. So we were 1-0 down. Newcastle <laughs> yeah. struggled to clear their box. Yeah. John Spencer's got in on the right-hand side, squared it for Wisey. He's yeah. had a shot straight at the keeper. And then you're following it up on the rebound. Rebound. Did, it, did you know much about it? Because it came to you quite quickly, didn't it? It came to me quickly, and it was at the Gallagate end. And yeah. I've just reflexively put it in the net. And I thought immediately it's been disallowed. Because oh. I was used to hearing the Gallagher explode when I scored there, you see. Of so with Rod, yeah. it's quiet. There was about 50 Chelsea fans <laughs> down the other end cheering away, but it yeah. was around the side. And Wisey came in my face and says, Yes, it's in. And I've just realised, Yes, no, I've scored. Uh. Um, <laughs> that was quite a nice. weird feeling. Um, but then Wisey got sent like off. <laughs> and he's got off yeah. in that game. So that was Good old Wisey. <laughs> <laughs> Newcastle are a good good team, you know, and yeah. Kevin and Matt some additions. Raw was one of them, and on his day, he was kind of for a while there in the Premier League. He was quite unplayable. Andy mm-hmm. Cole scoring goals, and you know, you sense Newcastle were on momentum with ten men. It was going to be difficult for us to uh, yeah. get a result there. So it was a hard a hard return to uh, St James's Park. It was good good to score. Of course overwhelmed by the fact that we lost and they, they comfortably beat us in the end. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, always, I, think, I always um, feel a bit nervy about playing Newcastle. Mm. Bit of a I always, yeah, I feel like, yeah, I mean, we looked at the stats and for 50 games played, I think Newcastle had, had won 13 of them. Um, 
but it always feels like it's never a given against Newcastle. Mm. I think their fans have a lot to do with that as well, to be honest. Yeah. The fans and the fans will up it for a big game against Chelsea. Um, yeah. And, you know, that yes, they are worth an extra player or some people say a goal. It's, uh, you know, it's a, it's a, it's tough. Uh, they're a tough team to, to beat at the same time. Yeah. Uh, I would expect Chelsea to win. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> so your, <laughs> so your, your final game in this fixture was away at Newcastle in 1995, in September. Um, and that was a 2-0 loss. Ferdinand got both goals. Uh, but before that game, you'd played against them at the bridge earlier that year. In April, I think it was the 1st of April, April Fool's Day. Um, and, I mean, do you remember the goal scorers that day? <laughs> I, think was, I think I scored. Yeah. You did, you did. After 38 minutes, I think. Edge of the box, yeah. I remember, That's right. I remember the... I remember the goal. I can't remember the result. Did we win? Um, it was one all. We conceded an 88th-minute equaliser. Uh, Mark Hottiger scored the equaliser. But do you want to just talk us through your goal? Because I struggled to find footage of it. Yeah, I'm just trying to picture it. In the, I'm just remembering it was like a, a ball squared to the edge of the box. And I think I just came onto it, just hit it low in the corner. That well-timed uh, run into the box that we yeah, the, came, came well, to know and love. Yeah. One of the things that I did... Yeah. Quite well, and then Frank Lampard came and just made me look rubbish. <laughs> he just, he just modelled himself, modelled himself on you as a player, yeah. and now Mason Mount's doing the same thing. It's three generations now. Yeah, yeah, but I think a lot they do it a lot better than I, I did. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I can just blame the pitch. Wasn't you know we were playing on heavy pitches in those days. Yeah, so. they play on carpet now, don't they? <laughs> yeah. yeah. If I had that, I would have scored 200. Yeah. <laughs> easy, <laughs> easy. <laughs> um, so just before we move on, on sorry, sorry, just before no, we move on to the, to the current teams, I just want to ask you, out of all those games between Chelsea and Newcastle that you've featured in, is there one standout moment for you? Um, I, I, I think, well, I'd say just a couple. Returning to St James Park and, and scoring in that moment was the weirdest thing. Yeah. Uh, Sounds like yeah, yeah. I thought it would be disappointing. Did you did you do this? I'm sorry. You know when you've moved to a new club and nobody <laughs> wants to celebrate because they feel really bad. <laughs> I was uh, muted in my celebrations. You know, yeah. obviously the yeah, one of those, but I didn't go crazy. Um, but then we played them, and I don't know if you've uh, thought of this one. I think we played them in the FA Cup uh, when Rude Hullet was playing for us, and it went to penalties, and we won on penalties. FA Cup, I don't know if it, I think it was uh, the 95-96 season and it went to penalties and I had been on the bench that night but I came on and I had to take a penalty uh, and I'm facing uh, Pavel Cernicek who sadly has, has died a couple of years ago, big mm. goalkeeper who'd been my roommate there. We arrived at the same, in the same week and, um, and he knew which side I put my penalties. So it was a bluff, bluff, like I'm like thinking, do I put it my normal way or do I go the other way? Which way will he think? So I just put it my normal way, scored. And that was uh, sort of a memorable moment. And I think it was um, Eddie Newton, I think, scored the, the penalty that, that settled it for us. So that would be a, a lasting memory and probably my last memory of being there for Chelsea. Yeah. yeah. You had a nice time with us. When we met you in February, um, it was so lovely to be able to talk to you about everything. You were so animated. I could just mm. see how and how much you remembered. I mean, 
as a fan, I'm not going to lie, I'm terrible. My memory is terrible. And then people have to remind me of things. And I'm like, oh, yeah, so the fact that you've been there, you've played that many games, you scored that many goals, and the fact that you still remember them like they were yesterday is incredible. I've just written my biography, actually, which is coming out uh, in May uh, next year. And um, it's, it's my life story. And I talk about, you know, what's happened afterwards, you know, obviously going into media and then uh, becoming a Christian pastor so my faith is in there as well but it's really just it is my life story and I start with the FA Cup final in 1990. Oh, brilliant. Lovely. Has it got a title uh, yet? Chelsea yeah. Man United. To the beginning. It's called a greater glory but, but there is a greater glory even than fame and fortune in life and nice. um, yeah. but there's a whole big chapter on Chelsea in there and uh, and yeah and I'll talk about some of the dressing room stuff and some of the stories and it, there's some funny moments in there, um, which I think people will appreciate. But then I touch on some um, some important issues in life, you know, that we all face, you know, I'm talking about family yeah. and fatherlessness and mental health stuff and racism. and Because oh, wow. football just seems to, uh, in, it's like a microcosm of the culture. We see these things yeah. within the game and uh, we're all affected by some, some of these things to some degree. So hopefully... Uh, be good, but, but as I say, the uh, the Chelsea chapter is called the King's Road Revolution. I love nice. that. <laughs> nice. that I'm, very I'm, I'm certainly that. looking forward to to reading it. Have you got distribution sorted yet? Where can people? Oh, it yeah, it's, I'll, I can let you know uh, maybe nearer the time. It's just with the publishers now and being edited to be put into print. Right. Yeah, well, make sure you give us a right. shout because we'll make sure we shout about it too. Yeah, Chelsea yeah, fans will be, will be interested. I think uh, it plays a big part in the book, obviously. Oh, that's amazing. Good. Right, we're going to move on it. to the current crop of Chelsea players now. Um, have you managed to see much of the Premier League this year so far? Um, I've, seen just, I've seen Chelsea play uh, once, just the, the last game. Uh, the Sheffield game. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, well, yeah. that was a good one to watch. So that, I'm pleased yeah. about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, not the first 10 minutes, but... <laughs> <laughs> not the first 10 minutes, no. Yeah. It took us a little while to settle. Um, uh, what, what are your feelings on the six new signings? Because they all featured in that game, didn't they? So um, you would have had a... Quite Except a for Kai Havertz, actually. Oh, apart was... from Kai, because, yeah, unfortunately, yeah. he uh, he's positive for COVID. So he's had to self-isolate. How, how I mean, should, should... Yeah, go on. I mean, I, I thought Chelsea looked really good. Mm. I was watching the way they played, and, and I've seen signs of it coming. And that's why I think, you know, Frank's just got to be given time at the club. Because I could see Frank building something that lasts there, you know. Um, uh, I love the way they're playing football. Uh, just the intricate patterns and, and the passing. Um, I think the keeper looks good at the back. I thought... Uh, Silver looks solid with his experience. I mean, he's 36 now, I think. Um, yeah. But with the right players around him, his experience and reading of the game uh, was really good. I like Zayek. Is that how you say it? Ziyech. Ziyech. We've been told, yeah. Ziyech. Yeah, Ziyech looks a very good player. Very yeah. uh, intelligent player. Could create and uh, burner, obviously. Um, and add to that, you know, uh, obviously the likes of Mason Mount. It's a very fluid style, uh, mm. very possession-based, yeah. um, like you would see, I don't know, like the likes of 
of Barcelona when they played at their best. You know, they would control the game. And, I, and it was interesting because I was thinking when I was watching them uh, that when Rude came, Rude Hullet came to Chelsea, of course, he would talk about us controlling the game and controlling the tempo of the game and having possession. And we were a little bit more in English style, be direct, go, you know, yeah. hit, hit no, control, come out, go the other side, control, come out. And it, can, it requires a bit of patience, but if you've got the players that can then, and then you open it up with some intricate play, uh, I, yeah. I think that's what I saw really well for Chelsea. I think the stats were ridiculous in terms of possession. Yeah, they were. Yeah. I mean, we, up until that point, it had been fits and starts, really, because Frank didn't have his full squad to choose from. Right. And... Mm -hmm. Obviously, still by the Sheffield United game, um, obviously Havertz being out and Pulisic didn't start because he'd uh, uh, had hamstring trouble again. Um, so I felt a bit sorry for him because I felt like he missed out on the party a bit there. Um, but yeah, I think that, that Sheffield United game, I think, was the time where actually it felt like it had fully come together for majority of the game. Um, yeah. And it, and it, I mean, I'm excited about CS personally. Um, yeah. But you can't dismiss Silva and Werner and um, Havertz. But then, like you say, to still have Mason Mount inside and uh, Tammy ha Abraham still getting a start, it's so yeah. exciting. Because I mean, I know when um, we met in February for the United Cup game, although that didn't end up quite how we wanted it to. Um, no. We were already talking about those players coming through and how as fans, you, that's the sort of thing you want to see. So to be now into Frank's second season and seeing that, it's really exciting, isn't it? And like we spoke about how we, we do liken um, Mason Mount to Frank Lampard to you, like the, the movement, the way that he plays his football. Um, I can't see why anyone wouldn't be excited this season. No. no. And another key player is obviously is Kante in there, you know, because he's just such a good player. He's like, because um, he, he just nicks the ball all the time, but he's very yeah. mobile as well. He's not just like, yes. I sit there, I've got no pace, but I can make a tackle. Um, mm. he, he moves around, he shows for the ball, and he links, he, he, he links okay. play really well between defence and the attacking midfield players. So, no, I mean, if I'm a Chelsea fan, I'm really excited because I just look, I think, you know, I close down Mason Mount and, you know, you've got Ziyech to worry about. You, you close down Tammy Abraham, you've Werner to worry about. Uh, you've got Mount popping up. So it's, it's not just relying on one player. It seems to be a very a, a much a team uh, effort as well, in, in my opinion of what I've seen just briefly this season. So, um, yeah, it's... it's it I think feels like we are very much at the start of this as well still. So, you know, yeah. onwards and upwards. I think you're right where you're saying about Frank Lampard just needs to be given that time because um, mm. how impatient people can be, um, yeah. in essence, is when, you know, you end up losing a manager who actually does have that dream and that vision and the players are now slotting into that. And, you know, last season, I think on the whole, most people were very patient. And I think so far they have been this season. Unfortunately, there are the select people on Twitter who decide that this isn't for it's them and they don't players. like certain players. But it's, uh, it's a shame because actually I feel like now we're seeing some things blossom before our eyes and we're not expecting any miracles by the end of the season, but it certainly looks better. It's looking good, mm. good in the league. And the other thing is like with... 
talk about, you know, I don't know what the average age of the squad is, but, you know, it's not old, is it? I mean, you've got some young players in there no. now for, for, for years to come to get to their best even, and they're still good now. And you've also got a manager that has yet to hit his best. Yeah. You know, you get rid of a Frank Lampard, that's a gem. Jody Morris next to him. I mean, you've got Chelsea blood there. Yeah. You know, yeah. through through. So Definitely. From the, from the, from the, off the field there on the sideline. And then you've got the one or two, like the mounts coming through uh, from, from the youngsters uh, situation, two on the field. It's got ingredients for, for building like a dynasty, really, is, yeah. is what you would be looking at. I think so. I, said, I said in one of our podcasts that it seemed like other teams around us were, were making signings to try and win the league this year, whereas we were making signings to try and win it for the six after that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, it, does, it does feel like we, we could do that, doesn't it? Um, yeah. So, Tracy was talking about, you know, patience and, and how we've got to be patient with the squad. One set of fans who have really had their patience tested are, are the Newcastle fans. Um, but Steve, Steve Bruce has had them playing a, you know, a fairly good bit of football. Um, I think they're, they're probably struggling a little bit for consistency, but I think they're playing better football than they have been for a while. Um, yeah. So I guess my question for you is, how do you see the game actually going um, uh, next week? Yeah. Well, this week. I think... Uh... I think it could be, like you said, Tracy, is that, you know, Newcastle can be a bit of a bogey team. Obviously, the fans play a big part. Uh, Bruce has improved them somewhat, but there's, a, there's still the uncertainty there with the, the whole takeover issue and, and it's gone backwards and forwards. The poor fans, I mean, being fans yourself, you would understand the frustration of that and promise all these false horizons. So there's just this kind of uncertainty and unsettledness around Newcastle at the moment, which yeah. uh, add to that, they're playing Chelsea, who are, I think, top scorers in the Premier League, yeah. probably. Yeah, yeah top I think scorers, so. 20 goals, I think. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I feel that Newcastle won't be able to withhold the Chelsea pressure. I, I think Chelsea will just have too much pressure that will just open up with a goal at, or two at some point. Um, and yeah. one other thing is, um, Callum Wilson, who mm. a few goals on him. He's got a hamstring injury at the moment, anyway. Oh, really? Right. Yeah, like he, he came off in the game the other day after 12 minutes with a tweaked hamstring. They're saying it's not as bad as first feared, but hamstrings, you know, if he's out... Mm. Yeah, it's not... Because I think he scored six of their 10 goals this season, oh, so that's good. Uh, so that was massive for him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, you're playing. If you're Newcastle playing Chelsea, you've got to have someone in your side to nick your goal, even if you, you know, you park the bus as it were and play on the break. It, it's no good if yeah. you haven't got someone to stick it away. So that would be that would be my concern if if I was uh, Steve Bruce. And you know, already they're not like they're not prolific scorers. I mean, they've got they've got ten goals I think this season, and Cosby yeah, Bruce, yeah, Watson scored a few of those. Yeah. So yeah. So are you bold enough to give us a prediction then, Gavin? What do you think the score will be? Uh, I'm going to go 2-0 <laughs> to Chelsea. Oh, another clean sheet. I like those we now. We would take that. We yeah. would take that. 2-0 to Chelsea. Good stuff. Thank you for that. Yeah. No, it's good. I see Chelsea finishing Champions League spot. Um, would, they, so. would they win the whole thing? Well, I mean, they could, they, they could do Funny it. Funny old season. Funny. I mean, look at who's up there at the moment. Southampton yeah. are up there, and 
Leicester and yeah um, so yeah and what about Newcastle then do where, where do we see them this season I, I think Newcastle I think Newcastle will finish you know sort of mid-table maybe a little bit higher than they are now I think they're 13th now they could finish in maybe in 10th, 10th spot uh, could depend a bit on what what happens with off the off the field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, I think Steve Steve Bruce is he's a lovely guy. I've known Steve Bruce since I was fifteen. He played for Gillingham, wow. uh, yeah. and that was the club he started at. And my father Keith was the manager of Gillingham in the nineteen eighties, and Steve Bruce was his player. Um, so I used to go to Priestfield Stadium as a fifteen year old and watch Brucey. Nice. Tra- trained with them with Brucey when I was fifteen, and. And then saw him go on, knew he would be a great player, but just a genuine. Yeah. And of course, he's a northeast boy as well, he's a Newcastle fan. He is, yeah. Um, so he's, he's a football man. He's yeah. a football man. There's talk that he should get in a, a kind of a tracksuit coach so that he can step back a bit and all of this. But uh, I, I wish, obviously, I wish Newcastle well and I wish Steve personally well. But I think that uh, maybe 10th would be the highest they could go this season. I think they'd be happy with that, to be honest. And they'd yeah. be pleased. Something yeah. to build on. Yeah. So, so I'll hold my hands up. The um the omission of the FA Cup game, Newcastle mm. versus Chelsea. That's my fault. I didn't I didn't see that one. I actually um, didn't see it either. So you took me <laughs> by surprise. <laughs> <laughs> but we, so I don't know how good our sources are. But a little birdie tells us that you're gonna be a granddad soon. Is that right? I am. I am. Yeah. My congratulations, son. Kevin. Yes. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Thanks, my son. Jake is married to Krista. She's a she's a, a Canadian girl, and then they are. She's due in February, so um, yeah, that'll be our, our first child, our first grandchild. So lovely. Are, are you looking forward to pipe and slippers? Oh, <laughs> no, I'm already. I've, I, I said I think it's going to be a little boy, but a little boy or a little girl, they're going to be kicking a football around if it's yeah. any dude. So, but yeah, my son's good. professional. My son's a professional fighter, isn't he? He's a Muay Thai. He is, yeah. We were talking about this last night. Yeah, yeah we were. Yeah. So they'll be, he and his wife will be training the little one up to be punching bags and I'll be training them up to be kicking the football. <laughs> that's your... going to be some talent, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it although it, it sounds a little bit Diego Costa. Yeah, I was uh, going to say, more <laughs> Vinnie Jones, actually. Or Vinnie Jones, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, good luck with it, and congratulations to to all the family. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Really appreciate that. Looking forward to it greatly. New uh, season of life. Yeah. Yeah. Indeed, and hopefully yeah. next year will be a better year for everybody too. Indeed. Yeah. I mean, that kicks off our our new year, and and of course, Jake. Have it's interesting because the 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 year Jake was born, the summer Jake was my son Jake was born was the summer I moved to. Chelsea uh, from Newcastle um, and so obviously Jake being born and he was just a baby then and now he's 27 and having his own baby just to see another generation yeah time yeah. flies though doesn't it it must not seem possible that your baby's having a baby in a little Chelsea outfit when he was you know a little toddler and, yeah uh, yeah just uh, Time, time moves on, but they still my my son and my daughter, and particularly Ava. The Jake, he was born in Newcastle, and within a month we'd moved to to Chelsea, 
Um, so he's got a little bit, they call him Jake the Geordie up there, because he's got a tattoo. <laughs> Even my daughter was born when I was at uh, Chelsea. So, so she's a Chelsea fan. She wants to, Ava wants to watch, sit and watch football with me uh, more than Jake would. So if she's around, she's my, she's my girl that will watch the, the game with me and always wants to watch if Chelsea's playing. So That's great. <laughs> um, we want to say thank you very much. It's been amazing talking to you again and lovely to see you again. I'm sorry you got stuck with me. It was supposed to be Rick joining us, but I couldn't change his schedule, so I just swooped in. <laughs> I'm listening to, you, and, um, to for you guys as well, just encourage you in all what you've done. I think, you know, the, the content you put out is is quality. I think you're true fans, and uh, and you put out good good quality stuff uh, yeah. out there, which is which is rare because there's a lot of not so good stuff. So just commend yeah. you to keep going in your work, and and I'd always promote you guys as well. Yeah, thank, thank you. Very you. Much. you are one of our biggest supporters. So and you've been amazing supporting yeah. us since the start. We're obviously still quite new, relatively, really. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're, we're just, we're enjoying it. And I think the fact that yeah. we do get to go to games and kind of do... And even this, it. even this, like like Gavin, I grew up watching you, you know, so to be able to sit here and have this, this chat with you is, it goes a long way for me personally. So yeah, exactly. Good. Uh, no. So before we say goodbye to you, we do want yes. to wish you a happy birthday for the 18th. Um, we're actually going to be putting yeah. this pod out on the 17th. So for anyone listening, we're actually recording this during international break. Uh, so we wanted to make sure that we wished you a happy birthday. Um, we'll obviously do so on our page. I'm sure Jordan's got a lovely photo lined up ready to go for oh, you. We've got some stuff, yeah. We've got some stuff. But yeah, happy um, birthday. Yeah, so we hope you have an amazing time. I know obviously it's not a very nice time in the world at the moment, but... Um, wishing you to make the absolute best of it and um, we really do thank you very much for joining us real pleasure great to see you both of you so there it is it was uh it was very nice to speak to gavin wasn't it yeah it, it's honestly so nice always to speak to him he's so full of enthusiasm yeah like i said like i grew up watching him so it's a bit of a special treat for me. I tried not to fanboy too much. <laughs> like. Yes, that was me in February trying to play it cool. <laughs> yeah, so there we have it. That was our, our interview, our match preview with Gavin Peacock. Thanks again, Gavin. Um, we are now going to discuss the game, the upcoming game. When this goes out, it'll be this weekend against Newcastle United. So, Tracy. Yeah, well, uh, I thought it would be quite nice because obviously we did have that little treat with Gavin for the first part is just to um, kind of mull over the last eight games for both teams. Um, we wouldn't normally probably have done a preview for Newcastle, so it's been quite nice to just go through them, I think. Um, I'm going to start with Newcastle because obviously we're at St James's Park. Um, yeah. Season's been pretty mixed for Newcastle. Uh for the first eight Prem games, although they are, you know, in December going to be stepping into the quarterfinals of the uh, EFL Cup against Brentford. So, you know, they're doing quite well there. I've had some decent results in that as well. Um, but they're sitting in 13th currently with 11 points. Um, just to point out, last season they were 16th with nine points. So there is a marked improvement on the first eight games for them. And let's not forget with how this crazy season is going that um, they're in immediate company with Man United, West Ham, Arsenal mm. and City. 
yeah. <laughs> at the moment, I think with the way that the results have been, as well as the fact that we're not at 10 games yet, um, one, one win and a couple of losses above you can propel you six places. So, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I think it's, it's, it's early days. Like, I think, like we said with, with Gavin, um, they've, they've had a bit more consistency about them so far, but there's still a level for them to go to. Um, mm. It'll be interesting to see if, um, uh, what's his face starts up front? Callum Wilson. Callum Wilson, <laughs> that's it, that's his face. Yeah, we kind um, of don't want what's his face starting, really. He's, what's his he, face? No. He's got six it, of their ten goals, so. Yeah, yeah he's, I mean, he's a goal scorer. Newcastle have always had decent sort of number nines, haven't they? Yeah. You know, they, they love a goal scorer up there, and they've always had... And Andy Carroll's back, scorer. isn't he? Mm, don't know. I think don't he is. <laughs> don't know, but... I mean, he's yeah, he's, 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 he tends to play well against us. But I think just if they are missing that goal score, if it is hamstring, you don't want to aggravate a hamstring because you just make it worse. No, I mean, um, if, it, if, it's, if it's not that serious, then obviously he's had the entire international break to kind of recuperate. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. we could see him if it isn't serious. But Yeah, I reckon uh, so. We know with Pulisic that even that doesn't always go to plan. So... <laughs> Yeah, I reckon. Um, I reckon we will see him. Um, well, you know, we could could well see him. I think we have to prepare as if he's going to play. And you know what? Against Thiago Silva and Zuma, I don't think he'll get much of a sniff. Ooh, so. big shouts before the game. <laughs> <laughs> it always just, scares me yeah, doing previews because I always think, oh, head on the block with you're going to say something. Any one of us could say yeah, something. It's come it's back and hold you. Bite us on the arse. <laughs> yeah, like the commentator's kiss of death, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but no, um, I think... Um, no, go on, sorry. I think it'll be interesting to see if he does play or not. It'll change, yeah. it'll change the way they play. Yeah, I think so, because he's obviously been a massive focal point for them and they do like, you know, to a target man, don't they? So Yeah, well, that's it. And he brings like Sam, Sam Maximan. Is it Sam Maximan? Uh, Sam Maximan, um, yeah. And... Um, Who's the other fella? So Maximan and then Joe, Joel Linton. Yeah. Joel Linton. If he, so the, the two of them sort of come in and play off of him, off of uh, Callum Wilson. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, definitely will. Uh, just to remind, they started, uh, just going to go through their first eight games. Um, they started their opening league game with a 2-0 win at West Ham. Um, Wilson and Hendrick getting those goals. And they actually only had two shots on target that game. Yeah. Yeah. So, admittedly, West Ham look a slightly different beast now. They've improved from the opening day, West Ham, definitely. But I think for Newcastle to open with that one, that's kind of their rivals, is the way, you know, is in terms of the league. I always feel like yeah, they're there or thereabouts yeah. together. Yeah. Um, they lost to Brighton 3 0, uh, and the stats really were not good for that game at all. They drew with Tottenham, but that was with that 90. Plus seven um, pen that was. Which we were all very pleased to see. Dubious as hell, but brilliant. Um, they beat Burnley 3 1, uh, St. Maximan and, and Wilson, as you've just pointed out. Yep. Um, they lost to Man United 4 1. I mean, at that time, I don't think anyone would, was too surprised by that. Flattered Man United, actually. Flattered Man United. Newcastle were, were well in the game up until the last sort of 15 minutes, weren't they? Don't know, I don't remember it. <laughs> well, I can tell you they were. I think Newcastle went one 0 up, and then United equalised. And I think three of the, the, the 
two or three of the goals came in the last 10 minutes. Oh, no, I do remember all. that. Yeah, 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 just didn't spring to mind. Uh, they drew with Wolves 1-1. They then beat Everton. That's a good who, result. That's yeah. a, Drawing with Wolves, I mean, yeah. Everton are on a bit of a downward... At the time, know, though, the Everton were the, the, the team on form. I don't yeah, think they lost play, until to, then. And this is what I mean. This is what I mean about this Steve Bruce team. They're quite organised, and for them to get a result against Wolves and then against Everton, yeah, um, and that was Wilson again popping up with both goals yeah. for Everton. Of course, and then we, we've played more games because of Europe. So yes, that's you know. true. Actually, hadn't thought about that. But then they played more EFL games than us. I think we've played more. Are they oh, well, they played two EFL games. Well, they're into the quarters. Yeah, so three, isn't it? At the very beginning, is it three? Maybe it's similar Maybe. then, but we had um, more travelling, certainly. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, but we didn't just go to like no, Halifax. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, and then on the on their eighth game, they lost to Southampton, who obviously had started to find a bit of form. So I guess that was no league, no man. real embarrassment yeah. to them. Um, they their winning percentage is thirty eight percent. So they are. It's a bit mixed, I think, for them. Um, yeah. As we've said, six goals uh, for Wilson, and they've scored yeah. two total. But they've leaked thirteen so far. So I yeah, think well, it obviously, can be got at at the back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it's about keeping. You know, obviously, we've got to see what happens with Callum Wilson. But Sam Maximum pulls out wide left quite a bit. Um, I back Reese James there if he gets the nod ahead yeah. of um, ahead of Dave. Um, I think we are more than a match for them. Uh, I think their forward players will struggle against our defence on on our on our day. Yeah, um, I think so. It's too. just about I think you know it, it depends how they set up. Um, and it and depends what this international break brings. Well, yeah. That's I mean, I always I'm always dubious. I hate them. I mean, we've only just seen that Gomez is uh, looks like he's got a really serious injury. I know that doesn't affect us, but it can happen to anyone. So uh, that's the, always my fear. I was slightly annoyed that Pulisic had even been pulled up for uh, yeah, I can't, days, but I can't he is come back now. He's yeah. come back. Yeah, he's travelled there to come back, so that seems a bit silly too. Uh, and just to just to mark that Newcastle have only had one clean sheet this season, so um, yeah, yeah. It, it bodes well for us. We're you know we're in a bit of form. Um, I don't know if Havertz is likely to be back. I'm sure we can come on to that in a minute, but. I, I I do think you know we we on our day we we're, we're more than a match for them. We just got to be careful of the obvious things, the target and letting them get in behind. But I think we still pieces. can do now. I, I feel pretty comfortable. I, yeah, I, I I feel like we're getting so much better at, at you know defending and attacking. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. I just think that that's one of Newcastle's strengths, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Especially if they did have Carroll back and on the pitch. Yeah. Well, which potentially could be the case if Wilson is out. So yeah, yeah. yeah I don't maybe. like it. I don't like him <laughs> in terms of him going up against defences because he yeah. doesn't care, does he? He bullies yeah. his way. He does. But then um, Zuma and Silver at the back. So fingers crossed. Silver is breaking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, did you nearly spit your drink out there? <laughs> did nearly spit a bit of beer out then, yeah. Just what scenes, scenes you'd love to see Andy Carroll snapped in half by Thiago Silva. 
<laughs> uh, okay, so let's move on to Chelsea because obviously that's what we really care about. That's uh, to talk about. Yeah, we're currently sitting in fifth, uh, but we do have to bear in mind, sadly, that City and Villa have a game in hand on us, and that would yeah. make a difference to the top of the table. Um, <laughs> we've got 15 points from the eight games, uh, and last season, interestingly, after eight games, we were fifth with 14 points. Mm. So we're about level. But I would say yeah. our earlier performances probably is why so far. Yeah. Whereas yeah. I feel yeah. like... So Jordan, Jordan's not on the pod because Jordan um, <laughs> is Stato. Yeah, he pulls out the, like, the comparison against the same team last season in the same fixture. Or whatever. And I think he said we're, we're ahead based on the fixtures we played of where we oh, were last season. Nice. We played the same, having played those teams, because obviously like Sheffield United... You know, we yeah. drew two all. We beat them four one this time. So, um, I think looking back at it, yeah, we're we're actually doing all right. We we started slightly slow, but that's gonna gonna happen with new signings and stuff. You know, like we 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 had that chat with Gavin just now, and you know we can all see that this is we're starting to build momentum. We're starting to suss things out as a team and and get you know make that progress and, and get used to the different ways we're playing. Yeah, hundred percent. And as we've already pointed out a million times, like we didn't even get a preseason, so this kind of no, is has been our preseason. So if that's the case, I'm pretty happy with what we've been served up, to be honest. Definitely. Um. So obviously the over. So and obviously we've got a fifty percent win margin because we played eight one four. Um. So we opened our season account with a three one win over Brighton, Georgie Penn, James and Zuma. Uh, we lost to Liverpool 2-0. We drew 3-3 to West Brom. Goals from Mount, Callum and uh, Tammy. Big Crystal Post 4-0. Chilwell, Zuma and two pens for Georgie. Drew with Southampton 3-3. Werner with two goals, Havertz with one. Drew 0-0 with Man United, which is kind of where things started to change with our defence and keeper. Uh, beat Burnley 3-0. Ziyech, Zuma and Werner. And then obviously our last game was Sheffield United. Winning 4 1, Abraham, Chilwell, Silver, Burner. Now we've got 20 goals yeah. for, 10 against, with three clean yeah. sheets. Um, my point of then reading all our goal scorers was obviously for Newcastle, Wilson has been their mainstay of. of uh, 10 goals. Yeah. yeah. Whereas for us, we are scoring from all over. And although Werner obviously yeah, had I four, and yeah, yeah. Uh, Georgie's got three coming from penalties. It's it's pretty good for us, isn't it? Let's be honest. Yeah, I think I think Silver scoring against um, Sheffield United was I think he's our fourteenth different goal scorer in all competitions. Oh, this just season. this season! Wow. This season, yeah, fourteenth different. Yeah. That so, see, that's exciting because it, is, yeah. it means that. You know, I know it's not the case, but in essence, we have to watch one man yeah. who's the most dangerous. They yeah, they don't know goals, yeah. who to take their eye off, which is but quite a nice and feeling. The, yeah, and that's the beauty of this team. Like Gavin said it as well, didn't he? You know, one player goes and picks up Werner or Havertz or whatever, and you've got Mount coming through the centre, and you know, there's just there's no way for teams, and that's what teams will really struggle against us with this season is. Now is, is is how the and they're all interchangeable. You know, we see them mm. floating around. Um, how many times did we see Ziyech last weekend just floating around? And he turned up every, everywhere. He was all over the gaff. Yeah. Um, 
I'd be scared of him anyway, I think, on his own. Yeah, but that's (laughs) it. But but in order for them to pick up and get close to him, to stop him playing that, you know, that, that, that magical wizard final ball, yeah. They would have to be on him constantly. And if he's moving around the pitch and everybody else is occupying different spaces, then uh, they would have to be shouting at each other constantly. Yeah. Constantly. Constantly. Constantly, I mean, yeah. So, no, I think you're right. And, I th- and that's scary <laughs> for them. Sorry. That's, all that, right. that's quite scary for them because actually their defence isn't proven to be all that solid. If they've leaked no. 13 goals with only 10 scored, that means they're kind of a bit average both ends of the pitch. Um, a lot of our goals against, you could say, was when we didn't really have a settled defence. Um, mm-hmm. So you, do you see Zuma and Silva? partnering up again after international okay yeah um i i do think uh, i do think they are our go-to centre-back partnership now <laughs> um i can't see it you know it's it, still has been rested he'll had rest for the international break um, well, they said he was I playing brazil is he actually playing the f- both games well he's been called up i think uh, i think he'll be i know zuma's playing because i saw um i think i saw an interview um, or a French report that said um, for France, Zuma is better than Upper Meccano now, which makes sense, really. Nice. He's the form player this season. So if yeah. he's now viewed as first choice ahead of Upper Meccano, then happy Isn't days for him. It's scary but... to think as well with Zuma that actually um, there were so many um, reports of Zuma going on loan and... Mm. and actually I think it took Frank to kind of convince him to stay, but my goodness... Thank goodness. But really. he was, I mean, he in, in his first sort of stint with us before he went on loan to Everton, Zuma, with a run in the games, looked incredible. Mm. And then at Everton, he was he was playing every game and he looked incredible. Mm. And then he came back and he was a bit part again. And, you know, I think some of our players, you see that when they're not playing regularly, they don't look as good when they do get a one-off game here and there. But he's had mm. a decent run in the side with a player that will tell him exactly where to be and exactly what to do. And he's learning so much from Silva at the moment. Yeah, so, yeah it's a blessing, you know, isn't it, really? And and to have um, recent uh, Chilwell being two that we can really rely on. And that's it. I, I can't see it any other way against Newcastle. Those two at fullback will probably get the nod. Do you think he'll go for the 4-2-3-1 two, two, or away from home? No? No. No. <sighs> Not the way this thing will play. No, I don't think so. Purely because, well, I think a lot of it actually rests on Havertz. If Havertz is available mm. to play, I think four-three-three without a shadow of a doubt. Kante's fit. Stick him in the middle. Mountain Havertz either side slightly ahead. The two number eights, like we said on the um, the last post-match pod. Yeah. Um, and then the three in front, Werner on the left, Tammy in the centre. If Pulley's still out, which I believe he is, um, Werner left, Tammy yeah. centre, Ziyech right. It picks itself now, pretty much. Well, yeah, and actually, um, Havertz should be back. I mean, I'm presuming he can't play for for country because no, he's uh, out of trouble because he's quarantined. Yeah, he's so he should be um, back training by middle of next week. Well, it was it was two weeks, wasn't it? The, the yeah, quarantine. and, and it, was Rens- it was the day before uh, Sheffield United. Yeah. Oh yes. United, I think. Oh well, it might so, be close. It'd be kind of fine, but it depends. It depends if he's doing any training, like on his own. I guess it depends so, how symptomatic and how poorly he might be feeling, or whether he doesn't really. He's not. 
and he can still continue to at least do some fitness. Yeah, I've, I've not seen any reports of him with any symptoms. I've just seen that he I've only seen a picture of him cuddling his dog. <laughs> but it's then cute, but I didn't know what that meant for him. There's reports tonight um, of, uh, who was it? A player, a Croatian player, was um, subbed off at half-time because his COVID test came back positive. What, halfway so through the game? Yeah. <gasps> yeah. How are they leaving it that Mental late? Mind you, that's like Moyes and whoever else for West Ham. He did the, he did the pre-match yes, interview. Yes, yeah, pre-match interview. Found off. out then. Yeah, I don't understand how that works because everyone else has to self-isolate if they've been in contact with, in contact with, in contact with. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a bit confused the track all. and trace app ain't working in football stadiums, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> um, do you want to know our so, overall heads-to-heads? Yeah. No. Yeah, no, go on. I do, yeah. Definitely do. We've played 50 games. I think I did mention that, actually, uh, to Gavin. We did, Newcastle's 50, and they've won 13. Yeah, but we've drawn yeah, 12, and Chelsea listening. have taken 25. But like I said earlier, that doesn't reflect on how I always feel when we face um, Newcastle. No, they feel like a bogey team. They do. Like you always remember, like Papi Cisse, like smashing a goal in, and you know, it just yeah, it felt. They're like niggly, bullying sort of team. I don't even think that. It never feels like they're all. It never feels like they're all over us. But it feels like they get a result. Like I think last year at the Bridge, we beat them. Oh, oh we beat them one nil. And it was like, I think it was an Alonso goal. I was there. Um, it's about a year ago. I can't even remember who scored now. But we beat one. It was a really just scrappy game. Scrappy game. Yeah. yeah. I almost feel like a lot of the games are like those first 10 minutes for Sheffield, against Sheffield United, where it's yes, balls we, pinging around all over the place and no one can get their, head, uh, their feet yeah. on it. Well, the last game we actually played them at St. James's was January this year. And we yeah. lost 1-0 to an uh, Isaac yeah. Hayden, 90-plus-4 goal. Yeah. Oh, that's like yeah. a stab in the heart. Um, and that's yeah. that's the sort of things I always remember. Was that that was his first, was that his first Premier League goal oh, as well? Probably. Yeah, always happens. So let's hope there's nobody making a debut for him tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, not tomorrow, sorry. At the weekend. <laughs> the, when the game's on. Um, I've had a beer now. <laughs> well, we have to explain that we're still doing this like during lockdown. Because, uh, don't, look, look, well, it is lockdown, but during it international is lockdown, break. Lockdown too. Yeah, yeah, but um, break. we're doing that because um, we are this bored. We just want to like yeah. do stuff. So. <laughs> yeah, we're on Zoom. We're on Zoom, recording this one early, having a beer. Um, um, and people will have noticed that I'm actually on Twitter now trying to get my own back on you guys for the falling off my chair comments. So uh, it's happening. That was funny though. <laughs> now I've got one set up yeah, for you and Jordan coming soon, so it'll probably be out by the um, Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I look forward to that then. I can't defend myself on Twitter because I don't, don't have an account. No, you shouldn't get banned. Shouldn't say shouldn't naughty words. No, I agree. <laughs> I was should defending have, Chelsea. Should have got a parent. So. <laughs> should have got a parent. That's exactly what I should have done. <laughs> so go on then, give me your prediction. Right, so for Sheffield United, I said 3-0 and we won 4-1. Oh, so we won did. by three goals. Yeah. We won by three goals. So I'm going to go 4-0 this time. Oh. I'm going to go all out and go 4-0. I think we've, yeah, we're starting to turn it on a bit. So 4-0, let's do you it. think let's Big Ed's going to get, um, get another clean sheet? Yeah, clean sheet but, with Senegal last night. Yeah, so I know. 
Yeah. Uh, so did Emerson and Brodegar. Yep. So, I yeah. Neither of them are going to play, but... Still, as long as they're keeping up tradition uh, now. 4-0, <laughs> we might see Rudy in the last 20, you never know. Who do you think uh, are likely to score for us then? Oh, I think Tammy, again. He's on a run of form. I'm looking at his goal contributions since the start of last season as well. He's massively underrated by a lot of football fans. I think he's scored, since the start of last season, scored 22 and assisted like 17 in all competitions. Like that's... Mm. For like a twenty-three-year-old or whatever he is, that's that's really good. I was impressed so with it. Obviously, he he did drop off a bit. I think uh, towards the end of the season, but I was massively impressed with him. Yeah. So no, and, he's, and he's, I think more so. Yeah, more so and now. At the I moment, think he's, he's going to be areas. getting. Yeah, we've got a better team around him as well. So, yeah. yeah. So I think Tammy will pop up. I think Ziesh. Yeah. Ziesh brace. I'm going to go for. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. and. Uh, and Werner. I've Assisted by Ziyech, yeah? Probably, yeah. Ziyech <laughs> is going to get all the assists. <laughs> no fucking yeah, about. Get him in your fantasy Ziyech teams. Double. Yeah. Well, I've put him in mine, actually. I shouldn't tell you, but I, but I have. I already put him in. I knew you were going to copy me. Unbelievable <laughs> scenes. Honestly. Yeah, get, get rid of those Tottenham players, finally. Yeah. Well, as long as that's not good. I, I kind of keep him in to jinx them sometimes. Not working. <laughs> No, no, only because they got scrappy one at the end last game. Um, well, can you guess what my prediction is going to be? I reckon you're going to say 2-1. <gasps> I am, because I can't say anything else. But I do I think... you're going to go... Go on. Oh, no, go on. Ziesh and Werner, you're going to go no, with both scores. I'm going oh, for... Go Chilwell. No, I'm going... and Chilwell. Yes, because I think they're going to do... Yeah, I think Ziesh is picking him out. Of a crowd, yeah, he's now. good on the back post, isn't he? Yeah, and and yeah, after knowing that Frank's told him that's what he must do, although having said that, Steve Bruce would have seen exactly what we saw, so he might just be lumping a man on him every time. Yeah, well, an no idea you can't, he, he roams all around the pitch. Yeah, that's true. No, Chilwell, sorry, I him. meant. Yeah, but even even Chilwell, yeah. he's coming inside a lot as well, he's overlapping. You can't just stick a man on him, and if you do, that frees up space for Tammy and Burner. Yeah, so more for them. I'm excited the though. I am excited no, to get football too. back. I, mean, I, I think we're all at this not just the international break, but the performances and the, the you know the, the free flowing playing the goals that we're scoring now and the defence as well. I think as a Chelsea fan, we were all like really looking forward to the next game again. Mm. And I mean we were we were like it. We we're always like it. We're always looking forward to the next game because you never know what's gonna happen. But I don't know, there's something there's, there's some, something else there at the moment. There's a bit of an X factor in it. Like, I think my my exciting. only annoyance is is that uh, the the last international break we felt like they were, we were gaining some momentum and you know things were looking better each game and then we had to mm -hmm. go international break and then it almost feels like you've got to start again. But mm -hmm. I'm hoping that you know they're they're solid enough now to be able to just step straight back into that. I hope so. I yeah, hope so. yeah. I, I'm I'm excited though. Yeah, it should be good. Well, we'll find out, won't we, in a few days? We certainly will. Again, certainly will. thanks to Gavin Peacock for joining us for the first part of yes. this podcast. It thank was you, really Gavin. Lovely. Yeah, and uh, he has got a book coming out next year and we will um, support him with that. Um, keep you posted. Yeah, definitely. Anything else to say or are you happy for us just to leave it there? All the usual, uh, like, 
subscribe, interact with us, please. Give us some feedback. Always appreciate it. Um, and, you know, tell your parents. <laughs> tell everyone you know. Um, and is there anything else to add? Hmm. Enjoy international break, if you can. Wow, it's nearly over <laughs> by the time this goes back. I can't say. It'll be nearly over by the time they. The yeah, we'll be on the home yeah. straight to being excited about Newcastle. But yeah, I mean, we are actually recording this. I don't mind saying on the twelfth of November, and I'm already thinking yeah. that we should ju- we're going to do another podcast before this one comes out. <laughs> I think so. maybe maybe we could do um and ask us anything soon. That is a great mm. idea. I will ask you all on the fourteenth. <laughs> <laughs> before before you've heard this pod exactly um, but yeah <laughs> but yeah um when you listen to this by all means just drop us a little you know score prediction on our tweets we do a tweet before every match um and we ask you to predict who's going to win um or if it's going to be a draw but definitely give us your predictions for this game as well see if any of you agree with my 4-0 traces 2-1 or, or gavin peacock's 2-0 yeah, he did say 2-0, didn't he? Yeah, exciting. Yeah, right, yeah. and if uh, if you'd like to give any feedback to uh, the podcast, then please do that. Um, we are getting so many listeners, but you've dropped off in what you're telling us. So don't maybe we are getting it right, maybe we're not getting it right. You're just not telling us. Don't know. <laughs> it's all good. Please, please, please tell us. Um, it's been a nice evening, hasn't it? been lovely yeah happy birthday for tomorrow again to gavin peacock well remembered and uh yeah yeah. keep the blue flag flying high keep the blue flag flying high